This is episode 80, Authentic Self-Expression, with the spiritual smartass, Brandon Marshall Havener. And this is Erica kicking things off. I'm a little under the weather. I have a good old-fashioned cold. No positive COVID tests, but that's maybe why I sound a little low energy today. But still, I'm excited to bring you this episode. And I have one thing to tell you about before I introduce our guest. This episode will release on June 7th, one week before I hold my first ever human design happy hour. It will be virtual, so you can join from anywhere via Zoom. I'll also, of course, share the replay with you. And this came about after I held my in-person event in Denver a few weeks ago, Holy Fuck Energy. And one of my clients and friends, Rick, was like, we need to do this more often. This was so great just to connect with people and talk about our human design and what that looks like and how to go deeper into our experiment and all of that. So I waited out my emotional authority, let it sit, and then I created graphics a few weeks ago, but it just didn't feel right because as a manifester, my strategy is to listen to my internal urges, inform, and then initiate. And I got the official urge the other day and was like, okay, it's go time. And for any other manifestors listening out there, or if you know someone who's a manifester, When something is an urge that you're meant to act on as opposed to emotional high or just an idea, it's this idea that when you're on your emotional high or when you have just an idea, they'll be fleeting. They'll come and go. So it's really important to wait that out and make sure that this urge is still there. And once the urge is the correct urge, I have learned to experience that as it's just this like slow turning up of my energy. Like someone's just like turning up the knob, the volume on my energy. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's go time. So anyway, we're doing human design happy hour. I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes. It's only $33. And I will do some teaching at the beginning. We'll talk about how to apply your human design and we'll do an overview on strategy and authority because these are the most foundational pieces. So whether or not you are a an experienced human designer or you're very new to it and feel like a beginner, either way, it'll be great because even I learn something every time I go back and like read more about strategy and authority or talk to other people about their experience with it because there's it's just so complex. There's so many different layers. So I would invite you to show up with a beginner's mindset and we're going to have so much fun. So June 14th at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, we'll go for about an hour, maybe more, just depending on how rambunctious we all are. You can bring your favorite beverage and it'll just be casual and fun and educational and plan to connect with other like-minded humans who are really interested in human design. Perfect. So now let's talk about our guest today, Brandon Marshall Havener. He is actually the husband of my coach. That maybe was a weird way to say that. But anyway, Rebecca, the content queen, I've been in her mastermind since January, and she's been such a bright light in my business and just really helping me quantum leap and up level in my business. And Brandon supports the mastermind, supports the group. So if you work with Rebecca, you get this like extra added bonus of of having support from Brandon. And at first I was a little unsure. I was like, I don't know if I want like a guy in here, but I've learned over the last six months, Brandon was such a, like a beautiful, healthy, masculine energy to add to all the like, emotional women that are in this group. As I dove deeper into the work that he does, I just realized that this is such an important conversation. And I Loved getting his perspective on it. So today we're going to be talking about authentic 
self-expression. First, like what is that? What is authentic self-expression? It can be a little buzzy. And then how do you start like removing the conditioning and removing the layers that are blocking who you really are and really stepping into a true expression of yourself? And one of my favorite quotes that Brandon said in the episode was something like, I'm authentically self-expressed because I'm lazy, right? So this idea that it actually takes a lot more energy to show up as someone other than who you are, but when you can kind of like take the path of least resistance and just be yourself, so much can change in your life. So we'll hear a lot more about that from Brandon and definitely check him out on Instagram. He has his own podcast called Sorry I Offended You. It's amazing. And he also has some digital courses. There's one called Fuck Cancel Culture and we we talk a little bit about that in the episode too. So go give him a follow. Let us know what you think. Take a screenshot while you're listening and then post it to your stories and tag. There's a hack for that. Tag Brandon. Let us know one takeaway that really helped you today. And with that, on to mine and Lauren's conversation with Brandon. Thanks so much for being here, Brandon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we dive into the questions, I feel like I just want to share where I'm at with my authentic self-expression. I feel like I'm in the awkward teenage years where I'm like kind of stumbling around and like I have braces and I'm like, I'm going to try this. And, you know, maybe in a little bit, I'll get the braces off and I'll just come out as this like beautifully fully expressed human. Is that how it works? Brandon, just one day you're just like, this is (laughs) easy. Yep. It'll happen quickly. (laughs) You'll look back and you'll be like, oh, wow, that was that was awesome. It, like we look back on the things and we're like, that was a quantum leap. In the moment, I didn't realize it was a quantum leap, but that was actually a quantum leap. Close so your true. mind when you realize that happened too. You're like, oh, it was so hard. Yeah. I'm in one of those phases now, like personally, professionally, in my relationship. And even like literally last night, Adam and I were sitting on the couch, Stony Baloney, thinking, oh my gosh, I think we're, I think we just experienced a quantum leap. It's like you're just like <laughs> Holy shit. That just happened. <laughs> I got to put that on my list. It's 420 today. So I just said that. Sure Happy 420, everybody. <laughs> Happy 420. Yeah, I was like, Brandon, let's record on 420. <laughs> Lauren and I promise not to be high probably for it. I'm definitely not yet, but I will be later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would just need a warning so I could be high too. Maybe we'll do part two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another time. Perfect. Lauren, how are you feeling with – I know you're not necessarily – like social media isn't necessarily part of what you need to do for your business anymore. But I do love seeing like even with our podcast social media, like the picture that you chose for your last solo episode was just such a tribute to like showing up silly and authentic online. You know, I always struggled with my authentic self-expression as a people pleaser and a high achiever and a person very much living outside of my design literally since last year. I'm one year into my human design experiment. I feel like I'm meeting myself for the first time. So I don't even know exactly what I'm I'm striving for necessarily in my authentic self-expression. It's more about being present with myself and allowing whatever comes up to happen, which makes me very uncomfortable. But I'm, you know, surrounding myself with people like Erica and Adam and my new business partners. And like these people are helping me be more comfortable to be my authentic self and express that way on a daily basis. And it's, it's hard. It takes a lot of practice to like allow that 
into your consciousness and, and like invite it to exist in these not these familiar spaces where this person has never existed before. Oh. I love that so much. And I think that's a good segue to just, Brandon, have you share your perspective? Like has authentic self-expression always kind of been something that came easy to you? And then also just tell us your story in general and how you came to be this spiritual smartass. And I love that title so much. <laughs> yeah. So I thought of this, I thought of this concept that when we're like one or two years old, we don't have that filter. It's like a two-year-old will just get on stage and do whatever. It's like before we're told that it's an embarrassing thing to do. So my thought about self-expression is that it's unlearning some of the the thing, the social contracts that you took on in your life and some of the ways that you were told that you were supposed to act. So it's it's easy once you step into it. And I think there's different levels to it. And once you reach that new level, it becomes easy and it becomes second nature. But it's definitely not something... I think it's something that you're born with and then you're conditioned out of and then you relearn it again. And what was that second question about About spiritual smartass? smartass. But also, I just want to say real quick, just what you said, I feel like is a quantum leap for me in this because I've always looked at it like, oh, I have to push into my self-expression. I have to figure this out. But really, it's just leaning back and like removing the cloud of conditioning that's been... That's like such a wildly cool new perspective. So anyway, next question. Yeah, (laughs) the the spiritual smartass. So my creativity started with comedy and being a class clown and things like that. And then later on in my journey, I became more spiritual. Like one of my first content getting into was Wayne Dyer and then learning that. And I realized there was a spiritual side. The name, the spiritual smartass came in 2015 from an an Akashic reading. (laughs) And that was pointing out to me. But at that time, I was, there was like a split because I was used to doing comedy videos and I just started coaching and I was trying to be one or the other. And I didn't know how to mesh them both in like with each other. And then the spiritual smartass came up and I remember during the Akashic reading, I thought she mentioned spiritual smartass, but she didn't mention it in there. It just, that was just the thing that, that came to me like the spiritual smartass and that's where it began. But I feel like I was a spiritual smartass my whole life. Yeah. And I think I've heard you say before in a video or something or just around the spiritual men's community community in general, that it's like, there's either a spiritual side, like they're yeah. just spiritual, but there's not a lot of like, I guess the smart ass side. So the like, what's the benefit of combining the best of or those worlds? Yeah. I used to get a lot of criticism in the spiritual world by men. They're like, could you be more smart ass and less spiritual <laughs> or no, can you be more spiritual and less smart ass? <laughs> we need you to be sincere. But yeah, I think people pick one or the other. I feel like there's There's definitely a good thing with the combination because part of spirituality is to get out of your ego. And the funny thing is, is people get into spirituality and they're so caught up in their ego, but they think they're like too spiritual or too cool to laugh at themselves or laugh at things in life. Or, you know, they have all these ways that they think they're supposed to show up. And then everybody starts sounding kind of the same because, they don't have a good relationship with their ego. Like we're all going to have our ego in this experience, 
But if you're denying your ego so much, then you're just going to wipe your personality away and kind of bypass that. I know people use bypass a lot, but it's like you're going to bypass that experience and then you just kind of blend in. You're not embracing your personality. And without laughter, without that humor, you can't shift as quickly because you're so rigid and serious about everything. Uh, That really resonates with me. I recently, again, I said, started authentically expressing myself and I've gotten the feedback from my parents. Oh, you know, you used to act like this all the time when you were a kid. Like I used to be this like goofy, constantly singing random songs and words, lots of word association, like random, I'm like a walking, like pop quiz, random facts person. Like I just read all this random stuff. And my mom, even literally this week on the phone, she's like, oh, you used to make that sound a lot when you were little. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> like I'm returning to myself. But I, I had let my ego become my personality. Like to the point where like I didn't exist outside of this like persona I had created or been programmed yeah. into primarily because of the business that I'm in. And it's funny to see myself bleeding into the business now. Like I'm like this week I'm I'm co-facilitating like a, executive leadership summit kind of conference. And this morning I sat down, I was like, how's everybody doing? And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but like, it, it, that's just how I said it, you know, but they were, they thought it was funny and I just moved right on. So it's like, it's bleeding through in all these little places. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And it's this idea that we don't have to be one thing or the other. Cause I think when I first started, my coaching business, my persona was to show up as like this like flowy, spiritual, like, oh my gosh, like motherly essence or whatever, and talk about things like I had it all figured out. And to a certain degree, that persona shows up sometimes when I make a video. And then sometimes I make fart jokes and like, you know, Lauren and I will laugh forever about just really ridiculous things. And I used to judge myself for like, like, oh, I'm being fake or, or I'm not being myself. But really those pieces are all parts of me. So I think that's what I'm trying to blend is like, it's okay if today I'm more in my like grounded energy and I, you know, maybe can channel messages a little bit better. And other days I'm just like really anxious and flighty and I get on a video and I'm like, why did I say all of that? Or it's not coming out clear. That's kind of how I feel today. And then just being like, it's all okay because whatever's happening is fine. So again, going back to what you said in the beginning, Brandon, of like, authentic self-expression isn't about forcing or figuring it out. It's just like coming back to like, let me, if I remove all the shoulds and conditioning and contracts that I've bought into and just let myself be like, who am I today? And then Lauren, I love what you, what you said before of like, I'm just getting to know myself. I think, you know, I'm also in that place of like, who am I today? And I'm also a Gemini. So I'm not meant to be (laughs) one personality with just, you know, like you never know what you're going to (laughs) get. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, I mean, cause I know I for sure have, I'm a, rep- a recovering people pleaser. And so that for me is a big social conditioning thing that has, I think maybe covered up or muddled my authentic self-expression. Cause it's like, if I show up, people won't like me. If I'm authentic, people won't understand me. So Brandon, I'm curious just for anyone who 
wants to to go deeper into their journey to fully express themselves, like how do we start unpacking those social contracts and the conditioning that has kept our self-expression kind of at bay and just like breaking through that stuff to figure out what's on the other side? Yeah. One, one big thing about this is I teach not to go all or nothing. Like something that we joke about in the household is we say inch by inch, life is a cinch. <laughs> yard <laughs> by it. yard, it's very hard. But by doing that, then you're you're gradually you're being compassionate about that in your inner child and and that person mm-hmm. who wants to come out. Instead of forcing yourself to go all in all at once, you're allowing it to come out gradually. And I would just ask yourself the question, whether it's through journaling or you know self reflection, is like, what do I truly want to express today? And see what comes out and notice what comes up of all the the fear of judgment and what people are going to think. And it's on the other side of not giving a fuck what they think. <laughs> not, not necessarily not giving a fuck because we all give a fuck, but it's moving into that, you know, kind of persona or that energy where it's like, you know what, that's their stuff to deal with. But me expressing myself, that's not a crime or it's it's not me being a bad daughter or a family member or a friend or anything like that. Like whatever comes up for them with you expressing yourself, that's their stuff to clean up. And I think that's like the people pleasing thing. The people pleasing thing is taking over a hundred percent responsibility. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because in personal development, we're always like talk, we're, we're always told to take responsibility, you know, make sure you're disciplined and things of that nature, which is good. But if you're a people pleaser or if you've had a, had a past being a people pleaser, it may actually, inf- it's like inflaming that responsibility to over a hundred percent. It's kind of like, you know, it's like when your body is inflamed, it's like, it's like chronic inflammation, but it's like chronic inflammation of taking responsibility for everything around you. And then it becomes destructive. So it's like learning that those social contracts and the people around you and things of that nature, that they get to take that responsibility for themselves. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, we, we interviewed someone um, a few weeks ago, which the episode will be out before this one is released, but we learned about the Enneagram and I'm an Enneagram too. So my motivation for things is to be liked, which makes sense. And I think just the Enneagram in general and learning what like your motivation is. So if it's like the eight, which is to be respected, because like, I know for me, if I'm going to put content out on the internet, that makes me feel vulnerable. And I'm like, people are going to see me, they're going to judge me, or maybe I trigger someone or offend someone and knowing that, okay, like my motivation in life is kind of, you know, I want to, I want people to like me and I want people to love me. And then it's like, how can I give my, give that to myself yeah. before I put my, myself in a place where I'm expressing myself and feel exposed. So it's like, okay, if I say this thing or have this hard conversation with a friend and it's not well received, then it's like, you almost have to put up like an energetic pr- layer of protection of like, I like and love myself and Anything else on top of that is like icing on the cupcake, but do you work with anything like that about like just self-protection before starting to like express yourself and kind of putting yourself in that vulnerable place? Me personally, I think I just throw myself out there at this point. (laughs) I do think it's good to be in your own energy. Something I like to say is if 
you don't abandon yourself, then people can't abandon you. Like, but if you mm. abandon yourself, people will abandon you. So yeah, like I guess something to get me in a flow state sometimes would be to dance or like listen to music I love or something to get me in that mood, maybe even listening to comedy. I think sometimes the go-to thing for us is to go to personal development and things of that nature. But what really helps is art that really expands you and has that flavor of what you want to jump into. So there's a lot of music that could have you feeling rebellious or comedy that has you loosened up when talking about something or doing content. And I guess as a manifesting generator, I I probably relate to this more than anything, but you know, getting into the energy of what I'm listening to, I can take that on with an open head and then, that's really helpful. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, projecting on everyone, but I feel like we all do that to a certain extent that we feel the vibe of something and then we get into that energy. Well, and then also like maybe not forcing it when it really doesn't feel safe. I know for me, like yeah. there are days where I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to, you know, release this offer that has the F word in it and it's <laughs> going to be great. And then other days I'm like, I'm going to hide and, you know, and allowing that kind of, that, like be in the flow when you're in the flow and then also allow yourself to like pull back when needed or also like choosing your audience. So, I mean, there are certain, you know, I know I can go to Lauren and just like vomit my self-expression all over her and she's never going to hold it against me or make fun of me or judge me. And then, you know, with my family, it's like, I'm going to, yeah, I think it's good to protect yourself from your family when it comes to new ideas that is like, you're still kind of shaky around. Like if I have a goal or something, I know who not to share it to because I know they'll dampen it as soon as I say it, or they'll put their own limitations onto it. So I think that's a good thing. And I think with authenticity, sometimes people get it confused with, I'm just going to share everything on the internet, everything about my life. And I think people feel pressure to do that, but you're allowed to keep things sacred. (laughs) You're allowed to have sacred things and some things it's like you get to marinate on and, and ask yourself, is this really something that I want to share um, part of my story on the internet? Have I actually processed this yet? I think a big thing people get confused with vulnerability is they come into it unprocessed and then they go on social media and it's like, be my therapist. This sucks. <laughs> and it's like, you're still, you still want to position yourself as a leader and help lead people. So approaching your social media where it's like, hey, you know, I've processed this and this is what I learned from it, that can still be authentic and vulnerable. You just took the responsibility of cleaning that energy yourself. I love the way you talked about things being processed or not on social media, because I feel like I've, I've really pulled back because I'm processing so much change right now. And there's really not, nothing to share. Like nothing, there's nothing I can share that I have learned from that I can impart, or there's nothing I'm responding to as a generator to share. And I see, you know, lots of people using their stories as a therapy session, just to talk into the ether of the internet. (laughs) And, you know, I used, I used to do that too. And it was unhelpful. It actually opened me up for influence that was not for me. I think that was a really important thing you said that it's about have you processed this before you share it? And I think, you know, even though I'm not using social media, I found that to be applicable in my businesses, in my personal relationships with my family, like that applies to any, 
anything or person you're in relation to? Like, have you done the work that you need to do where you can like allow this to exist in your world now? Yeah. And there's different seasons. Like an athlete is expected to have rest days and stretch and things of that nature. And I feel like it's the same thing for creativity. I'm a fan of hip hop. I'm a fan of Kendrick Lamar. I don't know if you listen to Kendrick Lamar, but he just released details about his next album. And he was talking about how he takes off social media for months on end. And he hasn't released an album since 2017. And that just built up hype. People want to know what he has to say. He hasn't been tweeting for the past few years. So he has fresh content uh, to put out into the world. And I think it's a good thing to have those rest periods because then you come forward with some more full content. Maybe Kendrick Lamar is a manifester. He's just coming off a hardcore rest cycle. (laughs) Um, Someone has had to do it. did, (laughs) Did a cover on Kendrick Lamar's human design. Yeah. Why? I mean, I have some thoughts myself, but I'm curious from your point of view, like, why is it so important that people listening to this who maybe they're already on a journey of getting to know themselves and then fully express that? Or maybe this is kind of, you know, the motivation they needed. They're like, I want to start doing that. But why is it so important for us to lean into our authentic self-expression? I feel like it's everything. All of your, it impacts all your relationships. And the thing is, is we fear what we're going to lose, but we don't know yet what we're going to gain. But when you express yourself, it's what attracts you, the friendships that are really aligned, the relationships that are really aligned, the clients that are aligned. I met Rebecca because we were both expressing ourselves online. Like we had this, we had the assistance of Bumble, but we met each other on Facebook first. And that's because we we could see each other's souls through written content and live streams and videos. And really you just become this, I like to say it's like you put a bat signal out to the world and you put that out there and you attract like-minded people. So the more and more layers you've shed, the more joyful those experiences are going to be in your life. And also you you're putting out that energy and you're not suppressing it. I feel like if you're not self-expressed, you're going to blow up at people and it's going to come out some way, <laughs> but, but if you're, you're pushing it down and ignoring it, you may con- convince yourself it's not there, but then all of a sudden it just, you get squeezed like an orange and you just lash out at somebody. Pops out sideways. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we don't express, ex. ex- Whatever we suppress expresses sideways. There we go. And that was my story for sure. And by the way, when you were talking, I got so many chills, but just how my spirit guides tell me to listen up that something is important. So everything you just said was so beautiful. And that was my story. The reason I'm a burnout recovery coach is because I burnt myself all the way out by suppressing my emotions, suppressing my feelings, by not speaking my truth because I was so scared of confrontation. And to a certain extent, I do still run into this, right? Like when I realized... The only difference is I I can be present with and realize when I'm not speaking my truth. So I can then reflect and be like, oh, that's interesting. Like that came up in that conversation and I didn't say anything. And then, you know, either journal journal it out or call that person back or whatever. But so much of my, you know, quote unquote, mystery chronic illness that I've dealt with since I was 19, my symptoms are very much related to unprocessed emotions and just suppressing my truth. And so 
you know, now, like I said, I wouldn't consider myself to be like fully expressed and fully free. It's like, I'm like taking down the, the brick wall that I've built around me, like one brick at a time each day and like slowly seeing like more of myself shine through. But like my symptoms for my illness are so much more mild when they do flare up. And I think it's just cause like I catch things sooner, you become more resilient slowly. So yeah, it's like an energy thing. You can spend so much energy just trying to show up and be other, be who you think you should be versus like Lauren, what you said about how you sat in that meeting and like saying in the beginning, I'm sure that was just like, oh, this is just wants, what wants to come out. But if you would, if you would suppress that, it's like you use energy trying not to be yourself. So it's so freeing to be able to be like, I don't know, I'm just gonna, here I am world. Yeah, I once made a post saying I'm authentic because I'm lazy. It's like yes. you don't. It's like you don't have to overthink things. It's like because it's it's not necessarily lazy, but you're like freeing up so much capacity. You're not trying to manage everything that's in front of you. Yeah, it's like an interesting exercise might be after a day where you realize you're really just like showing up as you think you should be instead of who you are. It's like just yeah. reflecting back on the day and noticing any moments where you maybe wanted to say something and you didn't and just start like writing that down. Oh, yeah. even, I think, especially as a manifester, like I love when I'm by myself, I use my voice. So if I had a conversation where I feel like I didn't say what I really wanted to say, I'll like say out loud by myself what I wished I had said. And I even that's that. just kind of like releasing that energy. And then I think there's also this other aspect of authentic self-expression and Brandon, I know you're familiar with human design. So like do you have an um, undefined or defined G center? You know, I want to say undefined. Diamond. I wonder if Rebecca knows. Hold on, <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> do you know what my G center is? Is it undefined or defined? Is it defined or undefined? I love this so much. <laughs> she doesn't know, but um, well, I'm going to guess undefined. Yeah, and Lauren, yours is undefined yeah. too, right? So with this, I've always had judgment of like of like being the chameleon and part of it maybe was people pleasing. But now I also see that it's OK, again, that I'm expressing myself in one way with like this. Community I relate or to that. This way, yeah. Or this way here. And it's not because I'm being fake. It's just because you literally take on the identity of the people you're around. So it's like with Lauren, I mean, she has the ability to make me like so ridiculously silly and just like what is happening. And then when I'm with my more serious friends, I can get like really serious. So there's like this fluidity almost. I find too that, well, now that I'm, I'm connected with this, the days that I would go suppressing myself, I was exhausted in a totally different way than I am now actively seeking out my self-expression during the day. I'm still tired, but it's a satisfied tired mm. instead of like a frustrated tired at, to use my generator language. And when I am frustrated, tired, I'm like, okay, I clearly need some more joy. What can I do to make me feel better? Like I need to find some joy immediately to relieve some of this pressure. And my joy is rooted in my self-expression, whether it's reading something yeah. random or listening to music, like we talked about already or something like that. Erica, you did a great post recently about the different ways to kind of shift that energy. And almost all of them was like, how can you find some joy? 
Yeah, that's when I get cranky. If it, it and then I realize it, it's because I didn't express myself in the morning. Yeah, and actually, Lauren, what you just said is like a revelation to me. I think, I mean, like logically, I knew this, but the way you said it, because Brandon, both Lauren and I are like on the other side of our burnout, and we're really busy again, but we're kind of we're like more resilient. And I kind of didn't put that together because in the past I would be exhausted at the end of the day because I was so busy and. I was suppressing myself in so many ways. And now it's like, I'm busy and I'm not using up energy to filter myself. So, so yeah, it's like the difference of being like getting to the end of the day. And for me feeling like, ah, peaceful, this was good versus like my whole body just is, I don't know, like going to explode. And because this is not a human design podcast, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's the actively choosing to utilize your strategy and authority it has helped me release from my trying of by trying to self-express myself. Like I'm not trying Mm. to be myself quote unquote anymore. If I'm responding with my sacral all day long, hell yes or no, those are my options. You know, I'm going to be tired after eight hours of FaceTime with humans. I'm an introvert. That is too much time for me, but I can do it when I need to, if I am actively attempting to stay in alignment. I'm going to be tired. But that's the diff- that's the shift from the burnout cuz I mean Eric and I talked about it. I was terrified of being burnt out again as I started my current currently new company. I think it's a real fear for people and I think it's a fear around exploring their self-expression too cuz it's like, well, I already feel like shit. I'm trying to get, you know, get back to not feeling awful all the time. And I have to actually be myself? No, thank you. That's too much work. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what happens when you touched on, you said a few things about this earlier, but I think we can go deeper. Like what happens when we make the decision to start expressing ourselves, maybe start saying some things that like our family doesn't accept or just it isn't received well. And that could be expressing online again to a friend and private family. Like what do we do Cause there's a contraction that comes with that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this isn't safe. So how do we like get through that piece? So there's a f- few things I would say it's good to have some type of support system in place where it's like you have mm-hmm. some way to do mindset work, whether it's journaling EFT, when things come up, it's definitely good to have a support group. If you're in a mastermind or something of that nature, sharing those thoughts with like-minded people to, you know, even if you know, they're going to cheer you on is just like to confirm that you're not crazy. You know, it's good to have like-minded people. And really there's not, sometimes it seems like there's not a lot of people like us, (laughs) like, like we're kind of like the outliers of society when the internet's a beautiful place. And when you have a support group like that, and you can share posts ahead of time to kind of get that momentum that can really help. And then when it comes to family, I just like, I like to set a boundary there. For me, I haven't had too many issues with my family as of lately. Maybe it was more in high school. I think by now they're like, that's just Brandon being Brandon. And that's what happens when you set that boundary. But I would say like, hey, I'm going to express myself the way I want to. And if you have an issue with that, I can block you or, you know, no hard feelings, but this is for my business and this is how I want to express myself in, in my business. And 
you know, just describing how it makes you feel and how you want to move forward, but also setting that boundary. Like, look, I understand, you know, I fully understand your side of the story. If, if, if it bothers you to see me in that light on social media, then let's not have that social media relationship. Yeah. So simple and so powerful. When I started my Insta- my business, sorry, my Instagram for my business, then I like had this weird internal contract where I was like, oh, I also have to start talking about this on my Facebook. Actually, no, it was because of a coach that was not aligned for me yeah. that I worked with for a very short time. But she was like, post everything on your personal Facebook. And she was like, you should be going live on your personal Facebook. And like everything in me was like, that just feels, and this was a few years ago. So I was definitely not grounded. I was like, I don't know who I am. I'm just like figuring this out. And now, I mean, Rebecca is my current coach now and she's helped so much with just being like, you know, if it feels like sometimes I'll share a post to Facebook for my friends and family to see, but for the most part, I'm like, no, like this isn't really for that space. And like, that's okay. And being able to set the boundary to protect yourself is like, I can find the safe places for me to express myself as I'm learning. And then my hope is that, you know, maybe one day in a few years, in a decade, I don't, doesn't have to have a timeline. Then I can just be like, yeah, this is who I am no matter what. But it really is true. It's like, it's up, it's our responsibility to set up those protection mechanisms. And it's not a, it's not a weakness. It's not like, oh, you just can't handle it. It's like, no, I'm going to build like my perfect environment to experiment with this. So I love that so much. Yeah. I feel like so much with coaching, it's like, let me throw you to the wolves because you got to get results yeah. fast so I can give, get a good testimonial out of it. And yeah, really it's, it it's really like a balance to it. It's like, how much do I get to explore my edges without fully breaking? Cause if you, if you do put so much pressure on yourself, you'll either move yourself to inaction where it's like, Oh my God, this is too overwhelming. I'm not going to do it. Or you're going to end up doing it and, and then be traumatized and then hide you know, afterwards, it's kind of like, you know, dieting comes up, comes to mind with that as well. Like people go on these extreme diets and then they, the pendulum swings. And I feel like it's the same for self-expression. It's like, I'm going to (laughs) lose, I'm going to lose like 500 self-expression calories or whatever. And and then it's like, you do that. And then it's like, oh, now I'm going to be extra. I'm going to hide even more because that was really scary. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting yeah. with family and friends because every time we show up with any other humans, they only know the last version they were with. Yep. And if we've been doing work Ooh. in the interim and they meet us again and they're like, who the fuck is this? Or like, where did that come from? Or she's never talked like that before. I saw her on social media and I was like, what is going on over there? Like, we have, or I, I'll speak to myself, I had to detach myself from that standard or like expectation that people would have. Cause I, I mean, my, my world is still pretty small. I moved away from where I had lived for 12 years. And like, then I disappeared on social off of social media cause I needed some time to recover from myself. But it's that like historical version of you that people are always basing it on. And it's really their stuff. If they can't allow you to grow, they're not likely not allowing themselves to grow either. They're holding yep. themselves to past versions. So when I don't remember where I heard that, it might have been something I received, but like that's been such a baseline for me. It's like, it's not that I try to remember who 
who I was when I last interacted with someone, but just kind of like be aware of it because someone could react really dramatically. What feels dramatically to me when I express myself differently and I wouldn't have even thought that it was different because I had been doing it for days, weeks without this person there. So it's, it's that grace bubble around all of it when you're dealing with other humans or, or social media. And it's easy for them to claim that you're inauthentic because you're not being authentic to what you agreed with them. So, right. It's like, oh, you've changed so much. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the point? You. <laughs> you haven't. Let's talk about that. What's your birth time? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can help you. I know. I feel like that happens to me so much. And, and, in the past, it would have been like, oh, I did something wrong because I'm not who they want me to be or I'm not who they're expecting me to be. And now it's just like, nope, this is okay. This is okay. It's okay for other people to be uncomfortable. And then that it's like that nervous system regulation. So like going slowly to allow your nervous system to catch up with like shocking people or being a little more provocative or pushing some buttons. And I like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so provocative today. And then I like, I sent one time I sent a graphic to you and Adam, Lauren, and Adam was like, I don't feel provoked. Because <laughs> he's like used to being like that. But for me, I was like, this is so edgy. So it's like also like staying in your lane and being like, just do what feels good for you. Yeah. What about, okay, cancel culture is like, I don't even fully understand it, but it's just like everyone's canceling everyone. Brandon, what are your thoughts on this thing? And how is it impacting, do you think, just self-expression in general for, I mean, people with big platforms maybe, or maybe not, but like just all of us. Yeah, I I could say a lot about it (laughs) from different angles. One thing I will say is cancel culture is peer pressure into self-censorship. So you're censoring yourself Mm -hmm. and kind of like on an authoritarian level, you know, if you're going into freedom of speech, it's like, why would the government have to take your freedom of speech if you took your own? So it's almost like this weird thing of us policing each other into this small box of how we're supposed to behave. And I don't know who who knows who social engineers the whole thing. But yeah, I think it makes it a bigger risk to express yourself because there's so much more resistance. But I also want to say it's more rewarding because then you're saying stuff that a lot of people are thinking, but more people are scared of saying. So when you do express yourself, then there's more of a reward to do that. It's kind of like investing in Bitcoin when it started out. Like, (laughs) you know, you're investing in your self-expression when the market is crazy, you know. So there's definitely a benefit to that as well, even though there's more resistance. My big self-expression dream is to maybe get canceled one day. She said quietly, not too loud, just in case. <laughs> Into the area. But nobody's The funny thing is, is I kind of embrace it. So then no one does it to me. Like, you know, I've been, I've definitely been canceled, quote unquote. I'm still here, but I've been canceled. But people don't have fun doing it to me anymore because I kind of embrace it. And then I just own everything. You know, whatever someone says, it's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Like, yeah, I did say that. Or, you know, like people like to say, is this you? I got receipts of what you just said. It's like, yeah, I just commented that. Of course, that's me. But, you know, I don't feel shame around that. It's taking the power back because it's like that kind of weird group think peer pressure. And then, you know, there's like the 
guise of anonymity on the internet, which is not real. It's just like whether or not you give a fuck about it. It's like if you can have a fuck off attitude about the people who don't matter, like these people's opinions, these people that are canceling celebrities and stuff like certainly there are large, you know, universal issues, human rights issues. You know, we have all of the queer community issues like they're real and they're important. But I think there's information and something to learn and a perspective from anybody's voice. Yep. Even if it's even if it is like against everything I personally believe, I'm still curious about what the other side is stay, is saying. Cuz it does give you like a greater perspective of how this is all working. And if someone wants to come after you to cancel you or whatever, it's like what um why? Yeah. And the energy they're spending doing that. So again, it's like just coming back to me like, is this worth my energy? Is it not? And then I like to think of compassion as a superpower here too, because that's kind of how I, I mean, I haven't had a lot of like haters on my Instagram (laughs) or whatever like that, but the few like borderline negative comments I've gotten, I've been able to just like soothe my inner people pleaser and be like, this doesn't mean anything about you. And then, and then turning that into compassion. And like, I like send it out to that person. I'm just like, Oh, I have so much compassion for whatever you are experiencing in your life right now that is making you do this. Cause I know it's not about me. And you know, that again, takes practice, but that's kind of how I like talk myself through like, what would I do if this post or this thing didn't do well, or someone came at me and I'm like, Oh, I would just turn myself into a ball in compassion and send it toward them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's also caught like behavior, but people can't really define it as a caught because there's not a definite caught leader, but it's like you follow a set of rules to be initiated in. And I think when you're initiated in and you surround yourself with people who are all in on the cancel culture, that's when it's the hardest to rebel against it. And that's when you like, that's when you really, you know, you really learn. You learn a lot about yourself when you're behind the crosshairs. And certainly you can apologize and say, I'll never do that again. And please be my friends. But then you're allowing a bunch of people control you and how you act and ex- what exact words you use in your content and how many times you post about a certain subject. So breaking free from that cult is very freeing. And it's a lot easier to express yourself because they don't have those uh, hooks in you and you're surrounded by people who aren't part of that, you know, ideology. Yeah. And then knowing that if you are continuing or starting your journey to, you know, find your self-expression and use less energy and just, you know, be who you are, that one, you're probably breaking like generational patterns. Yep. You're you're probably like standing out like a sore thumb, especially if you're on the, in the beginning of your journey, like you were saying before, it's like, you're going to have to like shed some connections, some relationships, some peoples before you put out the new frequency that draws in your new people who will support you in this. And so like, it's okay if it feels really hard, like, you know, yeah, it, it just, sometimes it just feels hard and that's okay. And it's like being like, keep going anyway. I like how you yeah. expressed some self, some compassion for the trolls because I also have to acknowledge that it's likely them not feeling heard somewhere and it's like coming out sideways and bleeding on any prominent voice. 
mm-hmm. or any um, person who is brave enough to confront issues that are controversial. And I don't have to agree with every voice that's out there, but it's like, there's always that like question in my head. I'm like, what is the emotion or what is the motivation behind this statement that now the trolls are like coming after? I'm thinking of celebrities that have been canceled or attempted canceled by different groups. And it's like, it doesn't make the trolls voice irrelevant necessarily, but it's certainly misguided or misplaced because I do believe in free speech and I think it's important that those expressions are more correctly for that person expressed, but it's, we're watching this, this like, I guess, incorrect expression happen all over the internet. And it's not actually solving anything or addressing the thing that isn't being heard. Certainly stifling (laughs) self-expression. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're nearing the end of the episode, but Brandon, is there, are there any final like, words of advice or just anything else you want to share just around like starting to, to step into your full self-expression, like jumping off points. I don't know. Anything else that was Resources, unsaid. anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for one thing I want to say with like the critics and things like that, there, there's always an opportunity to alchemize it into gold. So either they're bringing up something within you that needs to be healed because, you know, the stuff that gets brought up, you know, if it re- like most trolls, it's like, okay, whatever. And I can laugh at it. But if it brings something up in me, it's like, oh, I get to look at that. I get to, you know, really, you know, shed that layer. And another thing is, I also notice that sometimes when people say things, you know, you get to check criticism, you get to check who's sending that criticism to take it seriously. And you don't have to take all of that on. But sometimes I find that like 5% or 10% within the criticism and say, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to change that. Like, you know, you just shit it on my website. It's like, you know what? My website could look better. I'll I'll, I'll edit that. So, you know, I think there's definitely a gift in everything that people throw at you. And when you look at it that way, then you can you know, you can truly turn anything into a benefit or a gift for you. It's all information. Ding. Yep. <laughs> all information. Love it. What's your all-time favorite life hack? So my life hack, I thought of a few. So one life hack is to just get in the momentum of building habits. So, you know, let's say if you just want to be more physically active, like, you know, commit to going on a 10 minute walk or 10 minute elliptical every day and then build that habit. And it's an easy habit to build. And then you're consistently doing it and you're training yourself to where it's like, okay, this is easy. Or like, you know, for self-expression, I want to express myself. I want to journal one page of how I truly feel. And then that becomes a habit and it becomes normalized in your life. Another thing for me is to be open to learning and new experiences And also being open to that you could possibly be wrong. So when you do that, you avoid the pitfalls of falling into tribalism and being controlled. And you also learn and grow as a person. And and you're able to just be more well-rounded and you have those multiple experiences to build upon to, you know, truly get a good perspective of the world to share. So those are my life hacks. I love it. Being open to the idea that you're wrong. That's definitely 
I mean, that would change the world if we all just yeah. <laughs> tried that on for a day. You know, like, I'm always like, this is how I feel, but prove me wrong. Show me, show me a yep. different way. Give me more information. Happy to you be know, wrong like about look this. into that opposing argument, or if someone bothers you and you're, you know, kind of going back to cancel culture. If someone bothers you, like just the name of somebody is like, you know what, I hate that person. Then listen to an hour long talk of them instead of l- listening to clips or headlines mm-hmm. and things of that nature, and then you might learn more about their perception and where they're coming from. And maybe you don't agree with them, but then you see they're human and they're not like this evil person trying to take you down. And it doesn't get your own uh, information. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's so true. It's like we, we learn about people through memes and tiny clips and then we make decisions about, and it's just like, what? Like we're, we're so complex. There's no way you can make a decision about someone by one meme that you saw. And Brandon, you have a program that you run around self-expression, right? Yep. Right now I'm actually running. Can I have your attention, please? And that's all about expressing yourself and really getting people's attention in a good way. You know, when you leave comments on posts, when you express yourself in your content, you know, to stand out from the newsfeed, definitely different ways that you can put into your self-expression that helps you stand out and has people paying attention to what you had to say and seeing the value that you have to offer. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't done your programming, but I will add on to just what you said before about having that support community when you start to do this, because I know being in Rebecca's mastermind, like the biggest benefit is just being like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then having all of them be like, you're like, that's awesome. You're going to do great. And then it just like preamps you up to be like, I'm protected from all like anything that might come in that says otherwise. So, you know, if this, if you're listening and this is something that you want to embrace with your, within yourself and just practice it more, like looking into Brandon's program or just finding a support community for that is, it will expedite your progress. Like you can do this on your own. Absolutely. But why not go a little faster with some support and someone who obviously knows their shit. So I'm sure, you know, a hundred percent of the time, well, I'll say 99% of the time, I'll probably tell you to post it, but you know, it's like, (laughs) that's what people need. (laughs) They need it. I might even tell you to add some more offensive stuff in there. I don't know, but you know, (laughs) right. Spice it up more. Yep. Love it. And where is the best place for people to connect with you. You can find everything at brandonmarshallhavener.com. Find me by my name on Facebook, on Instagram. Currently, I'm split into two accounts and still working that out. But at sorry, I offended you and at brandon.marshall.havener. And you have a and you have a podcast, right? Oh, yeah. I got the sorry, I offended you podcast. Yeah, I got I got one of those. Yeah, I need to go listen to that. I think help me awesome blossom (laughs) well thank you so much for being here today being our guest i know this information is going to be so valuable for our listeners and everyone listening go follow brandon connect with him listen to his podcast and if you love this episode and know someone in your life who might benefit from listening go ahead and just share it with them just spread the love so we can i don't know start living in a world where more people feel comfortable to just be themselves And otherwise, don't forget to stay stay curious. curious. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform.
If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.